Welcome to Road to Redemption, a show sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. Welcome to Road to Redemption. This is John Martin, your host. I'm so excited to be with y'all today. I have a, a friend of mine here that I've been so looking forward to get to come on the show. This is Travis Wilburn. Travis, hello. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, uh, man, it's good to be here. Yeah, finally. Yeah. I know I know I've had I've really been wanting to get you in here for a while. We finally put it together. So so grateful for you coming on, Travis. Yeah. And I, I know you have such a powerful story. So just if you wouldn't mind, just give us some a little background on on you and and how you got here. Yeah. Well, I was uh born and raised in Walton County, which is very rare for this area, I've come to find out. Uh, born in Freeport and then have just bounced around Santa Rosa Beach for the last 10 years or so. Um, yeah, I was uh, had a great family uh, growing up. I'm one of those, you hear so many stories of just total uh, chaos early on, and that, that wasn't the, the case for me. We had a great family, uh, regular churchgoers. We were raised in the Catholic church, so you know, I look back at pictures and even at, you know, six months old or whatever it is when you're a baby baptized in the Catholic church and uh, playing under the the pews, you know, when you're two, three years old with, with eating Cheerios. And it's like we were in the church all throughout our childhood. Um, and it was the Catholic church, you know, it's all that I knew. Uh, you go through it and you, you learn the prayers and you go through the rites of passage and the first communions and the confirmations and um, I guess what I realized, you know, whenever I finally started going sideways is that I knew a lot of prayers, but I, I didn't know, didn't know Jesus. Um, and that was the reason for the chaos. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, we, we, I think we've all been through that and, you know, all believers, all denominations that, uh, you know, as we go through life, we, you know, it's rare that we just stay on the, the, the narrow path and, I know that, uh, yeah, you will tell us a little more. How, how did yeah. it go from there? Well, uh, I guess the, the story kind of began whenever I got in high school. I was a great, I was a good kid. I was a good student. I, I did well in school. And then it seemed like midway through high school is when uh, I just started going sideways, you know? And I, I think it's because I just didn't have a relationship with God. I knew all the right prayers, um, but just got in the wrong crowd and cared less about school, cared a lot about partying and drinking, um, looking at everything imaginable, inappropriate on the internet. Um, and that was my life. And, you know, I have this period of, of my life. It's basically between the ages of 16 and 25. And I call these my lost years. You know, I'm 32 years old now. And there was a 10 year period there where I was completely lost. Um, you know, I remember every, every single day for the most part between 16 and 25, I would live for the night. You know, you go out, you drink, you party, you do your thing. Um, I barely scraped through the last two years of high school. Even I did enough to get by and that's where I was, you know, you live in this cycle of, you basically hate who you are because, you drink, you party, you stay out till four o'clock, you wake up, you're in a fog and, um, you're just not a good human being. That's where I was. I had, I had a realization of that even, you know, at, 
18, 20 years old, worked at a golf course at the time and didn't show up half the time. And the times that I did, I wasn't doing anything excellent. Um, that's sort of where I was. Um, you know, I remember always wanting to be a great example for I have my younger brother. I have a brother who's 16 months younger, but constantly failing at that. Like, you know, my parents were so wonderful and they pushed, you know, Travis, you're, you're, you're to lead him. You're the big brother, um, paint a good picture for a vision for his life, be a good example. And, uh, I remember just, just hating myself because I failed constantly and could never live up to it. And God was still there. I mean, you obviously yeah. you know, knew, knew God cause you were in church and yeah. you knew you weren't living right. And so how did you go? How was God working in your life at this point? Yeah. Um, great question. Uh, whenever I think back to it, I can remember, you know, two, three in the morning, uh, often being just in like a, a drunken stupor. And that's, it feels crazy to say that at this point, but that's where I was. And, uh, feeling the Lord speaking and what it is, it's, he was calling me, you know, even in those moments, God is trying to call us home. Um, but not responding. He calls, but we have to respond. God is so, he's so wonderful and so patient. He, he doesn't barge in. He stands at the door and he knocks and it's up to us to open the door. And so, you know, I had a good foundation. And if I, to highlight two things, you know, I'm so grateful that I had a good foundation. My parents laid the groundwork, but I just, I went away from it. Um, and it was, I think it was finally their prayers that broke through whenever I get to the 24, 25, you know, my dad is not a guy who's typically saying, you know, I'm, I'm praying for you, you know, at least not yet. But even he said, you know, Travis at the end there, when you were you know, 25 years old, he said, I'm lots of sleepless nights. I was praying for you, son, you know, we needed you back, you know, and that's where it got to, you know, rock bottom can be a beautiful place. Um, and God often uses that. And that's where I basically got to, you know, around 25 years old. I looked back over the last nine, 10 years and there was no fruit, zero fruit. I had so much ambition, so much ambition and zero drive to do any of it. And so I, 25 years old, kind of looked back and I was like, wow, there is nothing to show for it. Um, I used to listen to Billy Graham occasionally. And I love, he said, you know, it doesn't matter where I talk, whether it's in Soviet Union or wherever, there is a God-sized hole in us that only God can fill. And he said, we try to fill it with everything else but God. And I'm like, that was me. Drugs, alcohol, everything but God. And finally, I think nothing else worked, nothing else fulfilled me. And then that's when I responded to the Lord finally at, you know, call it 25 years old. So what was the turning point? What, what, what flipped things for you and and how did that next part of your journey go? Yeah, I can remember being around 25 and I would wake up in the morning and the only way I can describe it is there was I had a strong desire to know God. And I I accredit a lot of this to my parents praying. I mean, my mom is like that. She's like, I was praying my rosary for you, Travis. You know, it's like, she's a beautiful Catholic woman Mm -hmm. and she was praying. And I think she prayed me out of the darkness in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I remember I was 25. I would wake up in the morning, total fog as, you know, three hours of sleep. 
And I remember feeling God calling. And it's like, well, that sounds strange. But it was just a desire to know God, to understand him, to seek him, to learn more about him. And I hadn't felt it that strongly ever. And I finally responded. I said, God, I've, I've messed up this life thing and I'm eager to do it your way because I want to produce something with my life. I had lots of ambition, but I didn't know how to actualize any of it. So I remember opening a Bible and I, I don't think I closed it for six months. I opened the Bible. I started listening at the time. If you know Andy Stanley, like that's the guy yeah. for whatever reason that I just mm-hmm. I came on my radar and I turned to. I would sit there on my bed when I would typically be out at, you know, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., leaving the house. And instead, I would sit there in that bedroom with a notebook and I would listen to entire sermon series from Andy Stanley. And I would just take notes like I couldn't get enough of it. I would devour it. And something, something changed, you know, like I ended up giving my life to Christ in my bedroom at the end of one of these series, Andy Stanley said, Hey, you know, if you, if you want to give your life to Christ, he's inviting you to do that. Just raise your hand. I'm like, Lord, I need you, you know? And it's like, I would love for there to be some dramatic story where it's like you walk down and it's like, but it's like, I raised my hand in my bedroom. And I was like, God, I need you. You know, oh, like cool. it was, it was that, it was that simple. And, uh, I'd love to say everything changed then, right? But like things started falling away, friend groups, things like that. But a lot of the the junk remained, um, you know, especially the alcohol. That was the through line for me through so much of my life. John, I've told you this before, but I mean, I can remember going to church for like Christmas services and drinking before I would go to church because they'd be, you know, like 5 p.m. at night. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not waiting until after church to start drinking. You know, it's like come 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. It's like I would drink and go to church. I have, I, you know, would drink before I went to funerals. I can remember that specifically before I went to college classes. And whenever I think back, it's like, was I an alcoholic? Like I surely felt dependent on alcohol. And I hear sure. other people's stories and they're like, well, you, you know, you didn't drink at 9 a.m. like my dad did or I did. And I'm like, well, I think there are degrees to this alcoholism thing, but I sure is. I was dependent on it heavily at that time. And, uh, you know, I one of the first things I prayed for, you know, I can remember asking God for after I gave my life to him or rededicated my life to him was like a godly woman. Like I didn't want to go out anymore, but I wanted a companion you know, where I could, I could hang out with and talk about the Lord. And I wanted a godly woman. And he, he honored that really fast. I don't know why God honored that fast for me. And so like friends of mine pray for like a godly wife and it takes longer at times. For me, it was fast. And I met Tiffany, you know, less than a year later. Um, and I can remember, uh, we met very casually and quickly. And then we hung out the week later and she said, Hey, I've had a lot of uh, just bad relationships. And one of the first things I want you to do is watch this sermon series by Andy Stanley. He's doing one on uh, dating and relationships in the 21st century. And if you're not, if you're not going to be a godly man, um, can you please just respectfully not waste my time? And uh, I was like, praise God, you know, like that is exactly what I'd been looking for. And so her and I have had challenging seasons like every marriage has. And through it all, we had this foundation of Christ, which has caused us to keep going, you know, and persisting. And so we didn't get married for a couple more years and the alcohol thing stayed, right? It's just, 
I tried to hide it at first. It created so many challenges because she, she knew what I was like when I was sober and she knew what I was like when I was drinking. And I thought she had no idea, you know? Um, and I can remember one time specifically whenever God finally broke it, uh, she had gone back to Dothan to visit her family and, you know, she had moved here at this time and she came back home and she said, Hey, I'll be home around, you know, five o'clock. And I said, okay, perfect. That gives me time to have, you know, X amount of drinks too, whatever it was. And then she stayed later than she thought. And she would text me and say, Hey, it's actually going to be, you know, six or seven. And I couldn't stop. It's like, I, I just couldn't stop pouring more drinks. And by the time she got home, you know, I was just like embarrassingly, uh, like stuttering and everything else, like just couldn't keep it together. And she was like, things have to change. Um, and long story short, God led me to a book. You know, it's like, God, I need you to take this. Sometimes God will just take it. Other times he'll say, go to this person or go read this book. And he led me to a book that I finally read. And um, I have zero desire to, to drink alcohol anymore. I'm like, only God, you know, yeah. only God. I can be That's around awesome. people who drink. I have zero desire to drink. Um, wow. And only God can do that. Hey, Travis, what's the name of that book? Yeah, it's called... Control Alcohol. The author's name is Annie Grace, and it's exactly what I needed at that particular point in my life. And um, man, it, it snapped the chains. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I know you have a, a, a blessed family now. You have children. Talk to us a little bit about your redemption. What is God doing in your life today? Share a little bit about that with us, Travis. Yeah. So one of the, the greatest things God has done in our life has, has been financially. And I don't know why he has used finances in our life as something he's taught us about himself. But, you know, to back up to like when I started small group, you know, four years ago, 28 years old and went in there night one, we had a baby on the way, our first son. And, um, you know, at the end of the night, they said, hey, we need, you, what do you need prayer for? And I had never prayed with people like that in my life. And I said, man, we need financial prayer, prayed with the guy there. And he said, do you tithe? And I said, no, I don't tithe. And he said, well, I'm going to come find you on Sunday and you're going to tell me that you tithe. I said, okay. okay." Um, And then through this tithing process, God taught me a lot about himself. Our income went, I mean, I was paying myself $30,000 a year from a business that we owned and just putting every dollar we could in the business. And then, you know, within the next probably eight months, God grew our income 5X and 10X, and then it's gone up from there. And I can remember the very first time that I got a commission check from real estate. And I know I've told you this story, John, mm-hmm. uh, but it was $14,000. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't think I'd ever seen a check so big sure. uh, at one time. And God said, hey, I want you to tithe on it right now. You know, and I said, well, God, you don't understand. I haven't, I've I haven't deposited it yet. <laughs> you know, I still have this check in my hand. And uh, he said, I want you to to tithe on it now, you know, 1400 bucks. And I remember checking our account. We had like $1,600 in there. And I was like, God, this, this doesn't leave us anything in this till this check settles and it wouldn't go away. And so I finally got home, um, got on destiny's app and went to tithe and I clicked the button. I remember five times on the fifth time, this takes over my field of vision. And it was Abraham carrying Isaac up the mountain. He said, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son. And right before he did, I'm seeing this. He says, no, 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 Abraham, wait, wait, wait. I just wanted to make sure you feared the Lord. I just wanted to make sure 
you were obedient. I wanted to make sure you loved me more than you love your son. And God spoke to me. He said, I, you don't have to, to tithe right now. Wait until it hits your bank account. I just wanted to make sure that you loved me more than the, the money that I'm bringing you. And that was four years ago. And since then, um, God has blessed us, but I, he, he started it there. He had to teach me about himself. He said, if I gave you more now, you would turn it into an idol. It would be something that you worshiped. He said, I had to teach you about me. You have to love me more than anything else. And then I'll bring you everything that you need. And so that was the beginning of God teaching us about finances and being good stewards. So he's worked wonderfully Amen. in our finances, in our business. Um, I think a, a large part of my testimony is small group related. My life has been radically changed because of a group of men. Mm. You know, they say that you're the average of the five people you hang around. And that is so profoundly true. Um, you know, I started going to that men's group four years ago. And now four years later, you know, I was so uncomfortable night one. Didn't want to raise my hands to sing. Didn't want to tell anybody the deepest, darkest secrets that I had. And God's like, no, I need you to share those things so I can bring the light in. You know, when that door is closed, it's just dark and I need you to just crack the door open so the light can flood in. So I shared all my, all my junk with these men and there was zero judgment, no judgment, which is the thing I feared most. Yeah. And as I got all this stuff out, God began just taking it away. And now I, there's so much freed up space in my mind because my mind so often was geared for addiction. I would stand in a group of people and look for the next time that I could drink. How long until we could leave here so I can drink again? And now there's so much freed up space in my mind and there's just a, a degree of peace that is wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, you brought these things to the light and when you're in a small group, you have other men or, or women, if you're in a a woman, you're in a woman's group, whatever yeah. it doesn't, but, but you're able to bring these things to, to light. And when you do that, you know, the, the enemy can't, he can't bring you know, he can't right. against you when you bring it to light. So you, you were able to do that. And, and, and small groups are very important. Yes. So thank you for sharing that. Wow. For sure. Yeah. Well, is there anything else um, that you would want to share as we come to the end of our time to anyone listening out there that, that you think, yeah, I just want to share this. Yeah, I guess I would say that I, uh, I would encourage everyone to respond if God is calling, um, because that's something that I did not do for a long time. And, you know, I was telling Drew before we started this, I wasted a lot of years, you know, 10 years where I was totally lost. And I wish I wouldn't have wasted that time to some degree because I think God could have used it. Um, I would encourage everybody to respond. God is always speaking to us, but I think that we can push his voice down so much that it's hard to hear. So if he's speaking, respond. Um, that's what I'd encourage people to do. Wow. Well, this has been such a just awesome discussion, Travis. And one thing that that, that just hit me when you were first talking that I, I just felt like someone needed to hear today is how your your mother and your father were praying for you. And I know a lot of folks out there have children, maybe grandchildren that are going through seasons where they're lost and they're not living for God and they're, 
you know, in trouble. And, 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 and I just want to encourage you to keep praying for them yes. and, and, and interceding for them because we just have such great testimonies like Travis, who's just has such a blessed life now and a yes. beautiful family and great business and has the joy of the Lord. Yeah. But he spent many years where he wasn't being obedient mm-hmm. and he was put, putting his, keeping his parents up at night, but yeah. they, they kept praying and, and really it just shows the power of prayer. Yes. And those prayers worked. And, and I know Travis is, is so, um, just so grateful for those. Yes. So, Amen. Um, so, and then, and I just want to also, you know, this show, we would, we just want to encourage anyone that's listening out there today, um, just, just to, to, to pick up a Bible, start reading the Bible. And if you don't have one, just get on your phone and, and download the version Bible app. And it gives you a, just a short verse of the day. Just start with that. Start reading the Bible uh, second is to, to find a local church. Just wherever you are, go to church. Just take that step and go into a, a um, Christ-following church. Uh, doesn't, doesn't matter the denomination. Just, just go. Get into a Christ-centered church, Bible-believing church. And then the, the last thing is, is get into a small group, yes. a, a group of people that can hold you accountable and, and get in that group and you will see great, great healing and, and um, blessings in your life. Well, Travis, thank you. It's yeah. been such a great talk. Yeah, thank uh, you, John. Thank you for sharing. I know there are going to be some people that are touched by this and uh, we'll see everyone next week. You've been listening to Road to Redemption, sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. If you have any comments or questions, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us at destinyradio.live. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Road to Redemption. Redemption.